reading from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, the Magi. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in the territory of Judea during the rule of King Herod, Magi came from the east to Jerusalem. They asked, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We've seen his star in the east, and we've come to honor him. When King Herod heard this, he was troubled, and everyone in Jerusalem was troubled with him. He gathered all the chief priests and the legal experts and asked them where the Christ was to be born. They said, in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what the prophet wrote. You, Bethlehem, land of Judah, by no means are you the least among the rulers of Judah, because from you will come one who governs, who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the Magi and found out from them the time when the star had first appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search carefully for the child. When you found him, report to me so that I too may go and honor him. When they heard the king, they went and look, the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with Mary, his mother. Falling to their knees, they honored him. Then they opened their treasure chest and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Because they were warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they went back to their own country by another route. May the living word of God speak to us through these ancient words of Scripture. Time is a funny thing, isn't it? January 2023 seems so long ago, and yet 1997 seems like yesterday. We gathered in this very place on January 1st of 2023 for worship and asked a blessing for the new year. This today is the first Sunday of this new year, 2024, before us. We have seven days of it behind us, and I've been wondering for you, how have they been? Have they been restful? Have they been scary? Have they been fraught with problems? Have they been fun? Have they been busy? I'm always amazed at the end of the year and the start of a new one, the sense of both revelation and possibility that lies at this juncture. A sense of revelation for all that's happened in the past year, all that we went through, all that we accomplished, all that we had to go through, all that scarred perhaps our souls, all that lifted our souls. And then the possibility for all that is to come, for what this new year holds for us. You may remember that last year on the very first Sunday, we did something called Star Words. If you're not familiar with this, Star Words are a way of developing mindfulness, of, of having a sense of focus on a particularly maybe divinely guided word. Each person who wants is given a star, with a word on it, and it's typically done around epiphany, like today. And it's this idea of following a star like the Magi did. And it offers a guided way for you to be reflective, to be a little bit more mindful in the coming year about life as it unfolds before you. Now the words, of course, are given randomly. As you come forward for communion in a few moments, we'll do this once more. Um, there are stars on the communion table, and you'll be able to take one if you like. Um, don't look at the words if you can avoid it. It's not supposed to be, you know, choose the words you want. It's supposed to be choose a word at random. But if you um, are online and you can't come forward to choose a word, comment that you would like one and we'll, we'll give you a word. But when you return to your seat, take that star, turn it around, 
look at the word that is on the other side and consider its meaning. Consider the meaning in the broadest of ways and take a moment to make yourself ready to be open to the ways that it might become present in your life over the next 51 weeks of 2024. Then I suggest that you take that star and you put it in a very conspicuous place where you will see it every day, maybe on your car dashboard, maybe on your desk at work, maybe stuck in the corner of your mirror on your nightstand so that you see it every night before you go to bed. And reflect each day on how your word was manifest in your life. And I think that there might be a sense that God kind of guides our hands to a word. And it's intended to open you to an experience of God's word and God's presence in your life. Now, it's not prophetic, it's not predictive, but it's more intended to help you to open your heart and your mind to the ways that God might speak to you through that particular star word. Well, last year, I, I stood with those who were here on Sunday, and I pulled my own star word. And I remember at the time pulling it, looking at it, and going, hmm, interesting. My star word, I still have it. It sat on my desk every day. It was a gold one last year, this year, so we know the difference. They're blue, white, and sort of aqua. My word was possibility. And I remember looking at it and saying, interesting for my view of the start of a year because it ties right into my outlook at the beginning of a year. What possibilities does a new year hold? How will I be different at the end? How will I change or grow? What can be made of this year? Where do possibilities lie? I entirely interpreted possibility as that as where possibility lies to be taken advantage of. Where is the potential? Where is it that I can bring about my best laid plans? Well, as the year unfolded, I was reminded of the phrase, humans plan and God laughs. Because possibility was less about my plans and more about my own possibility to adapt and change and grow. Now, it's not always, of course, in the easy way, the way that I decide. Sometimes we are forced to grow and to adapt in ways that we don't want to or expect to. And the possibility then lies in whether or not I can, whether or not I do, whether or not I am willing to or at least willing to give it a try. And I also found that it meant that I needed to be open to other possibilities than the one that I defined for myself. While I've never actually liked that phrase, humans plan and God laughs, it always seems to me to carry a sense of vindictiveness. I don't really agree with that. And I think it also suggests that God moves things in our world around like pieces on a chessboard, and I don't subscribe to that extreme either. But I was still left holding on to my star word that encouraged me to consider other possibilities, not just the ones that I had envisioned. And it was humbling. <laughs> it was a good exercise for me throughout the year. But I'll tell you, I'm ready for a new word. <laughs> I'm ready for new opportunities and a new star word that offers us a new opportunity to explore a part of our inner selves in a new way. Sure, it is rife with possibilities, just as the new year is. But how will my perspective change in the coming year? Like it did with the word possibility, as I'm guided by a new star word. What will I do with it? How will I be intentional? How will I be mindful? What can I be focused on? How will I be focused? And how will my star word lead me there? This is the approach that the Magi took in our Bible story for today. You see, they didn't settle for the status quo. 
They didn't settle for just what they had in mind. They didn't see a star in the sky that was new, as they were trained to do, and just do nothing. They took it as a sign. They took it as a sign that there was something new happening in the world, that God was doing a new thing. And just like I couldn't imagine at the start of last year what the star would guide me to as I explored possibility, the Magi could not possibly have known either. But they took the risk. They turned their lives upside down and stepped out onto a new path guided by a star, a new star that appeared before them that led them to the Christ child, the perfect light. You know, we've sung the line of that song probably for our whole lives in We Three Kings. But I never noticed before that last line, that it's the perfect light at the end of the refrain, isn't talking about the light of the star. It's referencing the Christ child, the star's light that guides them to the perfect light. The perfect light that casts away the shadow of doubt about God's love for the world. The perfect light that takes away any barrier that stands between us and the divine love of God. The perfect light that shines in the dark and scary places to give us hope and peace. The perfect light that brings life to our souls. I can't imagine that was in the realm of possibilities of what they expected when they followed that star. But that is what they found, God's perfect light. And it changed the world. But have you ever wondered what happened next? What happened next to those magi? We never hear another word about them. If we, they go back to their land by another route so that Herod wouldn't know where the Christ child was, but that's it. That is all that we know. We know nothing else about them. The Bible says nothing about these strange characters who came from a faraway land, paid honor to a newborn baby, offered gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh, gifts fit for a king, but then they left. What did this mean in their lives? What did it mean for their world? What did they do? Did they continue to worship the Christ child? Did they just go back to their normal routines after experiencing this powerful moment such as this? I can't imagine that their lives weren't different. They had to be. When we encounter the light and the life that comes from experiencing Emmanuel, God with us, in that Christ child, our lives are changed. We see things differently. We experience the world differently. We see others differently. They had to be different. So the Magi returning to their home is much like us today. On this day, the day that is technically the day after the Epiphany, it's always celebrated on January 6th, 12 days after Christmas, which is where that 12 days of Christmas comes from. So the day after, they traveled home. Much like us, we have encountered the Christ child on the occasion of his birth. We celebrated at Christmas. We held our candles during silent night. We experienced the inbreaking of God into our lives and into the world. We have reclaimed the awe and the wonder of this Christmas by holding on to the why of all of it. And now we go back to our normal lives, to our regularly scheduled programming. But we do so changed. We do so with a new light by which we go, a new star that guides us. And we don't know what is to come. 
But we do know that we cannot be the same after all of this. We can't be unchanged. We must respond. We must respond to the light and to the life that is embodied in Christ. So as you march forward into this new life and new year ahead, maybe you do so with a little bit of trepidation, maybe with confidence, maybe with hope, maybe with peace, maybe with a little bit of doubt. But we do so anyway, with a new guiding star in our hand, with the promise of God in our hearts, and the experience of the magic of Christmas igniting our souls. Happy Epiphany, and may all the ways that the Christ child illuminates the best of this world be what you find as you follow this new path full of possibilities.